Oh. Back. Oh. Oh. Back again. Back again. Back again for the last time in a while. In February, because it's our season finale. It's Another season. Gone. Gone. Favorite millennial podcast. If it's not your favorite by now. It should be. It should be, but we'll keep trying. I'm Clarissa. I'm Corey. And this is 30 Dirty and Die. Season two finale. finale. Can you friggin' believe it? I cannot. Let's just take a moment, like reminisce a little bit. Can you, like two seasons done. Wow. In a couple months, we'll have a year of podcasting under our belt. Wow. Wow. <laughs> What's it been like for you, Courtney? I it's been great. Yeah? Yeah. I like talking. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I like talking to you. Cool. And we have great conversations and I love our games. Me I think too. our games are my favorite. I love our games. I do love our games at all. I mean, I lot. like our like serious talks too, because yeah. like I know our listeners enjoy that as well yeah. because they like feel it on a personal level. I love being the butt of the comedy, okay? Well, hey, we'll have definitely some more games in season three and future seasons. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. Maybe. Just because this is the end of season two doesn't mean it's the end of the world. No. Well, end of the world as, as we know it. And I'm not fine. <laughs> I just thought I'd make it more content heavy. Because <laughs> we're not fucking fine. That's the whole point of the show. Do you feel any less thirty, dirty, and dying since we started this thing? No, I'm still 30, dirty, and dying. Yeah, same. same. Yeah, I felt um, very 30, dirty, and dying this weekend. Oh, really? Tell us. So, we went to... Um, the year 3000? <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. We went to North Carolina. Okay. Uh, to visit our friend Melissa. Got it. And we also went to the Stadium Series Hockey game. Moral of the story. The reason why I feel so 30, dirty, and dying. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot to do in one day. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds, I mean, I'm sleepy. Um, there were 65,000 people, and we were cramped like sardines. Yikes. Like, I was sitting next to someone, and we were, like, touching. Ew, I hate we touching like, people. But because when he came to sit down, he was like, well, we're getting close. This creepy old man, right? Oh. So, like, after the first period, I'm like, my, so, like, we switched, and then he, like, was like, well, you need to scoot over to my. I hate men. Ugh. I hate men. So that's how, also how I know I'm 30, 30, and dying, because I've just I've just accepted that I hate men. Yeah, I hate most people. Same. Not specifically men. But it's like every time I'm like, you know what, they're not so bad, something like that. Something like that something happens. Something like that, and then I'm, I'm just like... So like we were cramped, and then the game ended at like close to 11. Oh, that's too late. So like, yeah, and then I like went to bed late, Crankies. and then I also didn't get to North Carolina until like midnight on Thursday, so like I was... And then, like, every day we had something to do. Yikes. And then we got home last night. I was just ready for bed. And I'm just, I woke up this morning and I'm like, I just can't. Nope, same. But I had to go to work because I'm a freaking adult. Yep. And I'm dying. Hence the name of the show. So if you're wondering, like, oh, are they going to get, they're going to grow out of this brand that they've created? I don't think so. I'm not going to grow out of it until I die. Same. So today, relationships. Relationships. But like long term, how to stay committed, what differences between past relationships and now. Yeah, like we've talked about in past seasons and some in this season, like red flags, how we've gotten to the relationships, we've gotten to online dating, all that kind of stuff. You've met our partners, you've seen how much or how little they know about us, um, but we've talked about like a lot of the building blocks to how we've gotten to some long-term relationships and we're kind of settling into that like millennial stage of life of like i don't know if settle down is the right word but you know we're like I mean, with I'm our people down. 
Well, it's not like that for everybody, but like, you know, you're with the person, you're kind of like homesteading. I don't fucking know. I mean, I'm married, so that's it. I'm married without the paperwork. But we're talking about that kind of stuff and like how, what we know now, how we've gotten to this point, what we've learned, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll be unpacking all that kind of stuff today. But before we do that, you guys know, we got to take a look back in time. Back in time. All right. time all right where are we where did the time machine drop us off we're going to 2002 so 2002 we picked 2002 because a lot of celebrity relationshipy type things happened yes in 2002 that we were like coincidence i think not i think the fuck not i mean no no it's all because they knew we wanted to do this podcast yeah they're back in 2002 they're like we're gonna do this because they're gonna do Courtney that and clarissa is gonna are is going are going to do a podcast in 2022 and 2023 talking about us hell yeah that's that's what happened so thank you for your service celebrities and heartbreak <laughs> um so let's get into it 2002 what was going well first of all how old were we i was 11 i was eight eight years thank you courtney so 10 11 7 8 7 8 so you know elementary school just chilling yeah we don't have much to contribute i never have anything to contribute certainly hadn't been in any long-term relationships yet speaking of elementary and elementary school what no child left behind act was signed into law. How did that help us? It Not didn't. so good. I'm very much left behind. Yeah. Um. I don't know about being left behind, but do you know? You want to know who the sexiest man alive was? Sure. In 2002. Tell me. Ben Affleck. 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 I mean, he's I. I don't get it. He's not my type. I've never gotten it. He looks like if thumbtacks came to life. He looks like. Um. Do you remember? in um spy kids the thumbs yes the thumb men he looks like a thumb he's a thumb man he's a thumb man and he's not the greatest bat who got together in 2002 benifer benifer the sexiest man alive and i don't know if she was the sexiest woman alive that year but she was certainly one of the it girls of the early 2000s j-lo jenny from the block jenny from the block used to have a little now she has a lot maybe even too much too much and it's getting to her head and i have thoughts on that yeah it's it's definitely but they they were a big deal i mean he was in those music videos they were engaged they did that stupid ass movie Geely, jiggly giggly i have no idea whatever what it was trash about. it was one of the wor- it's literally one of the worst movies of ever made like on every list oh wow i think it's pronounced Geely. spelled like giggly but it's pronounced Geely. i don't know why never seen it in my life i don't, have no idea don't, unless you really want to cringe like, you want to break your face. Ooh. Cringing. It's bad. But they did that. They did. He was in all those music videos of hers, or at least a couple big ones. Never paid attention. They, my mom was a big J-Lo fan back mm-hmm. in the day. I've seen all the music videos like a hundred times. Mm-hmm. She had the making of, like, all of them. So, I know my shit. And they were a big deal. And then they weren't. And now they are again. Yeah, now they are again. Some people say it's like the healing of the timeline. Because, like, they should have ended up together. Or should they have? I don't know. There's no way this lasts. 
We'll I'm putting see. it out there right now. And if I'm wrong, I'm happy for them that I'm wrong. Is this going to be on your 2023 bingo board? I don't know about 2023, but I would say at least 2024. Okay. At least by the end of 2024. They're going to be broken up? I would say divorced. so. Okay. I would say so, man. I just think they, I don't think they have the longevity factor. But, you know, I hope they, I hope it's all cool. I hope everybody's happy. I hope they have a good time doing what they're doing. But, yeah, that was a big relationship of this millennial era, and people were thrilled when they got back together in the last, like, year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Two years. They finally got married. Finally got married. Yep. So, definitely a big, very long-term relationship if you factor in all the years that they spent apart and all the people they married in between. Who else got together in 2002? Oh, well, Sarah Michelle Geller and Freddie Prince Jr. got married. I don't know if they were together for longer, but they got married in 2002. Which is very important because that's also when Scooby-Doo came out. Hell yeah. Which is the best movie. No. That they're in together? Yep. Absolutely fucking not. What? It's I Know What You Did Last Summer. I mean, that is a really good movie. It's a great movie. Isn't that being redone? I don't know. Probably. I'm surprised they haven't done that yet. Well, they made like 16 of them, right? Three. Oh. <laughs> I know what you did last summer. I still know what you did last summer. I will always know what you did last yeah. summer. Yeah, okay. I thought there were more. No, I'm pretty sure it's a... Trilogy? Trilogy. I was... <laughs> were you going to say threesome? <laughs> threequel? <laughs> That's better. We should start using that word, threequel. <laughs> I love that. A threequel. Anyway. Uh, anyways. No, that one's great. I just rewatched that the other day. Justin had never seen it. And we watched it, and it was, oh, I love it. It is really good. It, it makes really it, good. It's so funny to me that they're not a couple in that movie. When did that come out? Uh, 98? Okay. No, I'm wrong. 90s. For sure 90s. For sure 90s. I'm, I'm blanking on the year right now, but. I feel like we probably talked about it in our horror movie. We probably did. But yeah, definitely in the 90s. And I probably told you there were three. You might have. I've seen them. I just like mm-hmm. I just kind of assumed it was like every other horror franchise that they made like fourteen. My dad had all three of them, so I watched all three of them on, fantastic. on DVD. Nice. Yeah. So Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle, still together to this day. I know, aren't they so cute? Killing it. That's the relationship that I hope to be. Those are the goals. They've certainly stood the test of time so far. I and hope. you you know why it is? Because of Scooby Doo. Because of Scooby Doo. I don't know. I think it's, I know what you did last time. If, if J-Lo did better movies. Could you imagine if he was like, I want to know what you do every summer. Please be my wife. Oh my that God. That would be so good. We should make those as Valentine's next year. <gasps> if you want it. We'll make them. We'll make them. We'll try our best. We'll try our best. I want to keep going as long as possible. Forever until and, and- I die. Which, fingers crossed, is going to be soon. <laughs> and I'm saying this right now. That if I die, I want you to make one last podcast without me and say that I died. Okay. I give that approval. Everyone hears it on the air right now that you can pod without me and talk about my death. Okay. Okay. I'll do my best. Thanks. You're welcome. So 2002. 2002. What a year. Full of love. Full of not some love. Lots of things happening. Lots of things happen. That we brings ser- us to our relationships of today. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of a lot of things that set the tone for some young millennials growing up in the early 2000s of what love might look like, you know? I don't think we had really good, other than no. Sarah Michelle Gellar and Pre- Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, we didn't know if that was going to work out then. You I mean, know, I we was were... too young to even know, really. 
It was also the year that Britney Spears and, and Justin Timberlake broke up. Yeah, that's true. That was... I mean, who else has an amazing jean outfit no one. like them? No one. Like, that was love. No one know? has ever denimed quite like they denimed. And no one has denimed again. Nope. Not like that. No. Denim. Den. Do denim, not. Denim. Denim. <laughs> so we've definitely had quite a time watching our romantic, you know, role models out in the pop culture worlds of millennial town. Hey everyone, it's Tyler Woodkowski, the publisher at Tea with Coffee Media. Tea with Coffee Media is a team of indie authors, designers, and editors who have a goal of helping indie authors make their dreams become a reality. Our Modest Press has aspirations to help as many indie authors succeed as possible. Not only do we offer publishing services, and yes, we are open for submissions, but we offer editing, marketing, and book cover design services at an affordable price to all indie authors. Visit us online at teawithcoffee.media to learn more about our it's services. Kind of, thinking about role models of relationships, it's it's kind of difficult because, like, I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I think that... Kind I mean, of. I agree with you. I, I agree with you a lot. I think having a long-term relationship as an adult, um, definitely you learn how to do that or you, you kind of learn what that looks like whether it's good or bad from watching the people around you Mm -hmm. or you know celebrities and stuff but a lot of times it starts way closer to home and if you don't see a lot of long-term relationships or you see ones that are like very toxic it really influences how you have your first few long-term relationships or serious relationships Mm -hmm. and what you learn along the way I mean, it certainly did for me. Yeah, it did for me too. So it was, well, obviously my parents were divorced. Right. They got divorced when I was like five. I don't, again, don't remember childhood. So I couldn't tell you how their relationship was. Right. Um, if you ask my sister, they fought. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I was old enough to recognize relationships, I guess, mom and dad were already divorced. Mom had a lot of boyfriends that come in and out come of and our go. lives. That came and go came and gone came and went um and grandma and grandpa grandpa had huntington's disease right so that's so by the time i could have known their relationship he couldn't be a part of that relationship right that's a very different dynamic that's almost like caretaker it it was caretaker and it's like you don't get a good gauge of what their romantic you know partnership relationship was like you only see the later stages yeah when grandma and myself were taking care of him right um, I mean, Aunt Mary Joan, Uncle Doug, that was a positive relationship for us. Um, Aunt Jane and Uncle Mike. Right. Cutest couple. So it's just like I, I saw those two, but they weren't directly. Yeah, they weren't like in your, you in, didn't see them In every my day. everyday life. Yeah. I mean, Aunt Mary Joan, Uncle Doug, but not every single day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you didn't my get mom to see the same. And, his, and her relationships and my dad and his relationships, which were multiple, yeah. is what I saw more frequently than the good Aunt Mary Jo, Uncle Doug, or Aunt Jane and Uncle Mike. Well, and I think it's like, you know, not every person who has multiple relationships into their adulthood, it's not like a bad thing, Mm -mm. but it's just like how we're saying now, you're learning along the way, right? So a lot of times when you have kids and they're watching you learn along the way, you know, there's um, residue from that, you know, from what they see and what they understand about relationships. And like my parents were married. Um, They got divorced when I was in college. Uh, but they were 
you know how they always you always hear like well every kid wants their parents together every kid wants their parents to get back together not if it's bad i didn't want them together i didn't feel like they had a great relationship and i'm not saying it was all like horrific but i just i don't know kids are smarter than you give them credit for and as a young person i was like this is not they would be better off apart so to me i felt like that wasn't a great example of a long-term relationship that I felt was healthy, but of mm-hmm. course I'm really close to it. You know, yeah. I, my grandmother was single. Um, she had been married earlier and had relationships. But by the time she had grandkids, she was like, I'm never looking at another man again. <laughs> and I get it. Yeah. I if, totally if get it. Mike, never look at another man again. I understand now. I was always like, why don't you date somebody? And she's so pretty. And she was like, I don't want to do that ever again. I get it. And I mean, I had aunts and uncles who were, who were, but again, it's like you said, it's like, it wasn't, I wasn't, in that Mm -hmm. fixture of their relationship that I got to see what it took to make a long-term relationship work or not. Yeah. And like, I mean, I saw them on more of a surface level. Yes. Than everyday life, how they interacted day to day. Yeah. You don't like when we visit them or like when they visit us, we get what they act like together in front of people. Yeah. Which can be different than what they and it act usually like. is and no it, matter what your relationship is like i yeah. mean the way you are with other people or in a certain setting that's going to be different depending on maybe not drastically no but always a little bit a it's little not going to be the exact same as if you're sitting there and no one's watching yeah. like you know so it's just your vibe changes around mm-hmm. it's it's normal but so it is hard to gauge when people aren't like right in your house all the time like what it takes to make a long-term relationship work and then my sister who obviously raised me yeah right didn't really have relationships growing up like her relationship was ballet well so she she went to school she did ballet that was her focus she had her friends like she had crushes kind of but we didn't really talk about it we never talked relationships really together Mm -hmm. like and then like grandma like we never i never had the talk right like I, i was never talked about relationships i was never told about anything like that was just not a conversation so i was kind of like blind going into yeah relationships i totally get that i feel like my mom and i we didn't talk a lot but when we did talk about it she was religious and she was a lot more equally yoked yeah so there was that but she was a lot more like uh strictly religious when i was younger because she you know she was younger she hadn't been religious for a very long time you go through phases right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and she was in some of those phases while I was growing up. So a lot of times when she would give me, like, advice or teachings about, like, what it's going to be like to be in a relationship one day or when I'm married one day, mm-hmm. they were very much based in religion. Yeah. And from a young age, we've talked about it before, I was like, I'm not about this. So I was tuning it all out, mm-hmm. and I wasn't very into it. Um, so that really – I felt like I didn't get much – you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, when I got a little older, definitely some, it changed. But as a, like, teenager and kind of getting my feet wet, not really. So I, I, I get you with going in blind. Sometimes it really feels like that's how we did it. Yeah. And then also, I have always struggled with my weight. So I had very low self-esteem. Right. So I kind of built my thoughts of relationship on who's going to give me attention right like who actually thinks i'm attractive 
Well, and every media outlet and everything we saw growing up was like, nobody's going to like you. Nobody's going to think you're pretty. Nobody's going to want to date you. And I mean, when we grew because up. Because you're fat. Exactly. And like, it's it's better now. Yeah. Which we've talked about before. But like, back then. It's a big part of it, man. Like. So when it came and to I was, like. And I was the ugly fat friend. Yeah. So I grew it, up the ugly fat friend. Exactly. So like, when it came, that transferred over to when it we learned about dating and relationships and being attractive to other people and vice versa. I like, settled for whoever yeah wanted me i think a lot of people did and i don't even think people who i'm sure people who didn't even have weight issues probably self-esteem is a is a tricky game and when you're growing up and you're young sometimes you that's what you think it is like attention Mm -hmm. if you don't know any better or any different and who does when you're that young but then sometimes you get into these relationships that really impact how your future relationships will go and what you learn which you know we certainly have (laughs) i know i did I went in very blind, and it's like, I, you know, I had I had a couple relationships. I had a few dating and situationships and stuff, and then I had one that, you know, just ended really badly and was really just kind of off the wall. And then I had the the other like long long term relationship that I had. Um, I mean, it was only a few years, but early twenties, late teens. That's pretty good, considering. Um, I didn't know how to be in a relationship. Yeah. Like, I just didn't know. Like, looking back on it now, I feel like I had no idea how to be in an actual relationship. I didn't know what was too much, what was not enough. And I was very much taking the lead from this person who had been with, like, a lot of people and was older than me and was uh, had had a lot of relationships. And I'm not necessarily saying that their relationship strategies are wrong, but they were certainly wrong for me. Yes. And that created a lot of contention um, that I didn't even realize was until it was, like, really too late because – well, it's never too late. You can get out of any situation anytime. But, I mean, I didn't realize it in the moment. Yeah. I kind of realized it after the fact that, like, there was a lot of codependency, a lot of oversaturation of being together, a lot of control, things that just, like – but I didn't know. I didn't know you were – not supposed to spend all your time with them if that's what they wanted Mm -hmm. because like i'd never really been in a relationship or talked about that kind of relationship i'd seen some things that i was like i don't love that but it's all very conceptual until you go through it i feel like at least it was for me and i mean most of most the majority of my relationships were not long at all no (laughs) girl i was there they were like I'd go to the the back room. I'd come back out. There'd be a new one. I'd be like, "Who's this? Hello, it's so nice to meet you." I'm, I'm exaggerating, but yeah, it was it was quick. Yeah, and it. I think it was just because, I mean, most of the time, like, I got left, but I also left people when I realized, like, nah, I'm not about this. Yeah, um, which is fine to which, do. Yeah. Yeah, if you're not, don't waste everyone's time if you're not about it. I agree with that 100%. I wish that was more acceptable, mm-hmm. um, at least when we were, and I'm, I hope it is now, like, to just, like, yeah, you might hurt somebody's feelings, whatever, but, like, it's easier, it's going to be easier on them if you leave now Yeah. than if you just kind of, like, go along to get along, which I feel like is what I did. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's fine. Better. Yeah. I mean, my, my longest... Like, I don't even think, like, Mike is my longest relationship. Yeah, Justin's mine. From the beginning to end, like, it's the longest relationship that I've been in. 
And, like, before that, it was Bob. But even then, we were only actually, like, Facebook official for, like, three months. Yeah. But you guys had a very long... It was long back and forth. On and off. A long point in which he was in my life. Yes. But not in a relationship almost ever. Right. So that really It was more of a... a situationship. Situationship. Yeah. But, like, there was no good relationship at all at any point no i get you they made that it's complicated thing on facebook just for you just for just me. just for you they zucky got word and was, was like, it on facebook i thought it was myspace that was as complicated it might have been both but it was definitely facebook for a while. at least oh, okay. it was i don't know if it's still on i there. never used it you didn't no oh god you should have <laughs> <laughs> the poster child but like all the all the boys before i will say John was my first real relationship. Like, I mean, he was, like, my first love. Yeah. Like, in, in like, a way that I hadn't, like, felt before. Gotcha. Um, And then, like, anyone in between Bob. While serious? I mean, like, I, I can't even describe. No, like, I get I it. I never had, I just didn't have good relationships. I get it. I feel like I understand. I didn't date as much as you did, so yeah. I, but I get it, though, like. You only had a few, like, really meaningful relationships yes. in there. I totally understand that. I only had a few myself. I dated a few here and there, but, like, I really only had a couple relationships. And I learned an awful lot. So by the time I did meet Justin, mm-hmm. and he's been my longest relationship to date, I felt a little bit better about going into something that I could see a future with. Mm-hmm. Like, but before, because I'd, I'd fucked up so hard before i was like well i mean unless he's like literally ted bundy i don't know if this could get any worse could be bob could be bob i think i'd rather be murdered (laughs) (laughs) oh no girl no (laughs) okay um but like i okay so like i wouldn't say that any specific relationship taught me how to be in the relationship with Mike. Okay. Like, it was all little things. Like, John was the first person who, like, kind of respected me. Okay. Um, Bob obviously didn't respect me, and I knew I didn't like that. Right. And I also didn't like being cheated on. That's so fair. So, that taught me that. That's, that and taught me that. I had another relationship where he cheated on me. Right. And I'm like, this has happened before. Bye. And then, like, I was single after I finally cut it with Bob. Right. And then I was single for a while, and then I met Mike. And... That's where it all began. That's where it all began. That's where, like, everything mattered separately for that moment. Yeah. Does that make sense? I think so, yeah. Because it's like, you, you didn't... You weren't like learning as you go and like okay i'm definitely gonna think about this when i get into a real relationship you're just kind of going along to get along yeah but then once you get into what you feel like is potentially a long-term relationship things start to unveil themselves to you like Mm -hmm. okay i know this didn't yeah i know how this made me feel how how can i handle this with mike yeah based upon what i have felt previously definitely so and it's so funny because I'm not a controversial, not controversial, 
confrontational. Thank you. I'm not a confrontational person at all. Right. I if someone's going to like have an opinion that is not mine, that's fine. Yeah. I'm if I'm upset about something, I'll get over it. Like I just I won't tell you I'm upset. Oh. Because I just don't want to. Oh no. I don't want to talk about it. But like Mike's the first person that like I just was all like I just told him everything how I felt. Well, and that's and it's when you can figure out what the differences are, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a good example of seeing how you interact with a person who could be like a real partner as opposed to just kind of throwaway relationships yeah. or not serious relationships or whatever. Like I I definitely get that. I I feel like when I left like my second longest relationship, I was single for like a year after I mean, I dated a little bit, you know, but nothing. I wasn't going to be in a relationship again. I was like, no way. And I felt like I came away knowing exactly what I didn't want from another person. Mm -hmm. But I had very little insight at that time about, like, how I fucked up Mm -hmm. and how I could be better and how I could handle shit better. I just knew, like, wow, I won't get with another controlling person. I can't get with someone that emotional again. Like, uh, little things like that that you and are, that are important. Like, yeah. I needed to learn what personality style I meshed with well. And I, I found that in Justin, you know, a little bit later. But then in the early part of our relationship, we had some, some problems communicating. And we were both not doing the best work when it came to that but i realized we we broke up one time and i realized that like okay there are some things that i don't do great and i need to work on Mm -hmm. and one of them was like how i communicate and being more open but also being more understanding of the person the other person in the midst of a communication that's maybe not going so hot right like an argument or a serious discussion like i tend to I get to, I can be very confrontational and not like fight with you, but I'm like let's talk about it right now. Yeah, let's go. And not everybody's like that. Sometimes people need time, time to think about it. Yeah, and I was very like I would just keep coming. Mm-hmm. Like well, no, we need to talk about it right now. And then if you're with a certain kind of person, that's not okay. Yeah, and I had to learn that. I had to be like okay, there are ways that other people communicate that you can humor and you can like cooperate with, and that doesn't make you being controlled that doesn't make you being manipulated that means you're working together with somebody yeah like i got to see the differences in how communication can work when you're in a functional relationship and not a functional relationship and that's that's a two-way street you know so that was a big one that i had to learn for sure and that's been a part of making this a long-term thing i think i i think what helped me almost probably the most was i was single for like a year like i didn't talk to like anyone like, I mean, I have my dating apps where I, like, talk yeah, to people, but... but, like, not, like, I didn't date. And, like, I had always been in some sort of relationship forever. Yeah. So, like, I think I was finally able to, like, understand myself. Yeah. In a way that I hadn't before. And yeah. I was, like, growing up, I was, like, you know, getting close to my end of my college career. Like, I was... Um, I mean, I still worked at the movie theater, but, like, I was thinking about my future. You're going into a different phase of your life. I was going into a different phase of my life, and I was, like, kind of maturing it on my own. Right. And I was becoming my own person, 
and not a person with someone. Yeah, and that's important. That's really important. That's one of the things that I would say as like advice, if we're giving advice in this, like it's important to have at least some time where you are just on your own. Yes. I mean, I'm not saying that you can't like quote unquote find yourself while you're in a relationship, but it's difficult. Mm -hmm. It is difficult, especially maybe not now. Like if, if my situation was not what it is and I had to get in another relationship, I would feel pretty confident. This is who I am. This is, but when you're in your late teens or early twenties and you're like getting into your actual life yeah. that you're making for yourself. You're still kind of a child. You are. I was a fucking toddler. Okay. When I got into my first long-term relationship, yeah. I, I look back on that and I'm like, somebody should have punched me in the face. Like, yeah, I read back all of my stupid Facebook statuses. Uh, I'm like, yeah. ugh, you should have killed me. I look back at the things I did and the decisions I made and I had no idea what I was doing. No. And I was like, just trying to go along. And then you get you can't control what other people do like i know a few times i went into things with very clear intentions but when you're involving other people in the mix especially on like an intimate level and i don't just mean sex i just mean like an intimate relationship type level you can't control what's going to happen no you just because there's another person involved yeah like i remember going into what i thought was going to be my or what ended up being my other like long-term relationship and was very much like i just want to have like a friends with benefits i just want to like do have that it was i was early in college i was like i need to do something like that you know and i tried a few months in to like end it but another person is there who's like no i took it as i'm giving you an ultimatum and i either have to date you or we can never see each other again i'm like that's not what i'm saying at all we should just like take a breather Mm because things are getting too much um and we are developing feelings, and I don't know how I feel about that. I want to take a step back. And then, you know, another person, you can't control what they're doing. He comes on so strong, so intensely. So I'm like, okay, we can try to be in a relationship. I signed my death warrant almost. Like, but if I didn't know that, then you don't know what you're getting into. So it's like I had, no, I didn't have enough experience. I didn't have enough knowledge to realize that I couldn't always just based off my intentions Mm -hmm. i had to like leave room for what someone else was going to do yeah and be ready for that and i feel like so much of that relationship was me just not being ready for any of it and just kind of like tumbling through and then you end up in something that maybe you don't want to be in and that's something that i think is important going into a long-term relationship really knowing what you want and feeling confident that you can hold on to that and not become someone that you didn't want to become yeah you hold on to who you are your identity what you want your goals all those things and not sacrifice that in a big way Mm -hmm. because another person is there and now you're in a relationship and things get all lovey-dovey and endorphiny and whatever like you have to be confident in that don't lose yourself yeah don't lose yourself in the moment yeah one moment (laughs) to capture or let it slip yo palms are sweaty (laughs) do we do do it again again? (laughs) but no i think it is it's hard to do and that's one thing that i would i would always caution somebody if you're in a relationship in your early 20s and you're still in that stage of life where you feel like you're still figuring i mean we're we're still figuring shit out but big stuff like your identity who you are what you want to do don't be afraid to be alone yeah while you do those things i think it's important 
Yeah, I do too. To find I, yourself. I wish I would have been alone for longer in that stage or mm-hmm. had been less attached to someone because I feel like it really set me back Yeah. in my life. I really do. I feel like, because I had to restart my life Yeah. a couple years later and I lost time. And it is it like always a regret everything? No, no. not necessarily. But I, I can recognize now that that really did affect the trajectory of my life. Yeah. And, you know, if I had to do it over, maybe I would have... With what I know now, maybe that would have changed. Yeah. For sure. And you also have to realize, like, when you're in a long-term relationship, that you're either growing together or you're growing separately. Right. And if you're growing separately, even, say you've, like, built this life, like, with this person, like, you've been there for years, like, maybe you have a house together, or, like, you're renting an apartment or something together. Maybe and, like, you have kids. You have all of these things, or animals. Yeah. Like, you have all of these things together, but you're growing apart. Like, you're you're growing up separately, and that's okay. Yeah. Like, don't feel afraid to let go. Yeah. On something, like, if you're holding on to something because you've been together for so long... That's not necessarily a good thing. No. Yeah, I definitely get that. That's kind of how I felt. It was like, once it was at that stage, it a lot of terrible shit happened, right? And a lot of terrible shit probably will happen if you don't have it together in a relationship kind of way. But at the end of the day, it was just like, we go two different ways. Yeah. Like, two totally different people who want two totally different things, who are just like trapped in a house together and trying to like tunnel their way out of opposite ends it was that's kind of what it becomes and if you let it go too long you know it's it can get really bad yeah so i would definitely be like a long-term relationship doesn't have to be a forever relationship no you know it's okay if things every relationship failure yeah every relationship is important in some aspect of your life yeah and if you spent three four five years with someone but you grew apart that's also okay. Yeah. It doesn't mean that the entire relationship was for naught. It doesn't mean that, you know, it was all bad because the last six months were really terrible. Like, you can you can compartmentalize that. And sometimes it's easier to do when you're on the other side, mm-hmm. for sure. But it's, it's not like a failure. You're not failing if a no. long-term relationship doesn't work out. People change. People are different. People grow and evolve in different ways. And, like... That has to be okay. But I do think that you can grow and evolve and be different people and make a long-term relationship work. Yes. Which I feel like I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're doing. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening to 30 Dirty and Dying, the show for millennials by millennials. We get real about chronic illness, burnout, nostalgia, and why we aren't exactly thriving. If that sounds like you, join us every Thursday for new episodes. Now, back to the show. What are some of the ways that we feel like, what what are some of the things that are important to our individual long-term relationships? Like, what are our key things that we feel like make it work? Um, I mean, for Mike and I, what we've realized, the, the most important thing for us is our communication that we have. And, like, we see outside relationships where they're not communicating well Mm -hmm. and then we get back to like we have a conversation separate from that and we're like man i'm really glad we know how to talk to each other yeah like it's and i know it's like very cliche like communication it literally is it's true one of the biggest things in a relationship if you cannot communicate 
it's gonna fail. Definitely. Maybe not always, but like it's not gonna be like always a positive relationship. Like Mike and I know how to communicate. I would say it is with us too. I mean, and again, you said it sounds cliche. It does, but like it's because it's true. Like it's because it's true. We see people and hear people, and it's like screaming and going, carrying on, and it's like. We can have, it doesn't mean you can't have arguments. It doesn't no, mean you can't no. fight. We certainly have arguments and disagreements and days where we just are like bitches to each other and it, it just is what it is. But it's like learning how but to But you're talking about it. Yes, communicate out of that. Yeah. And I think a big thing in that communication, it's not just talking, it's learning how to communicate. See the cues. Yes, communicate on different levels mm-hmm. with your partner keeping your partner in mind yes like i know kind of how justin communicates at this point i know his strengths and that his weaknesses i know when he will like shut down and be like i can't do this and he knows things about me so when we get into a certain place that feels really hairy i've learned from like actively listening actively you know having conversations over these years that we've been together I've learned how to kind of navigate through that Mm -hmm. as has he. Yes. You know, so it's like learning how to communicate about things throughout, but how to do it in the right way Mm -hmm. based on your partner and the situation at hand. The way we have a serious conversation about money isn't always going to be the same way that we have a conversation about like, you hurt my feelings earlier today. Yeah. you, You have to be ready to have different kinds of communication and base that off of the person you're with. And that's something you got to learn. And that takes time. It takes time. It does. It does. What are some other things? for for you guys we also broke up a couple times yeah and i think that was i mean he he's younger than i am right so he was 18 19 he's my age so yeah yeah. so 18 19 like when we first got together so like while i kind of was starting to figure out who i was before i met him he was still young and still, like, kind of figuring things out. Different stage. Different state. We were in different stages of life. Um, he had never had a job before. And, like, I had a job for years. And, like, I've worked in, like, everything that I had, I had earned myself. Different had life experiences. Different life experiences. Different ways we grew up. And I think the differences at that point, we weren't quite ready yet. Yeah. And, like, we had different thoughts on what we thought we wanted Mm -hmm. and that's when like we dated other people and then ended up getting back together because we're like man we didn't want that yeah we wanted what we have we wanted what we can have yeah and what we are growing to become yeah and i think that's important you know being honest with your experience Mm -hmm. together and separately yeah both times well not both times the one time we broke up like i was just like bye um but the the second time we had like an actual conversation about it and we're just like, I, we don't think that this is going to where we want it to go. Yeah. Um, and before we even got back together, we're like, what the problems we had before, are those still going to be problems? Because if they are, we can't do this. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a big one. Just figuring out and being able to communicate about that. And, and it's still communication. It is. It is. And it's like, but also being open to things yeah. and considering both of your experiences yes. and your differences as well as what you both want. Like, I, you know, there's more to a relationship than just, like, loving each other or having great sex mm-hmm. or, you know, those things are great. There's intimacy in different ways. Yeah, and but also there's more that goes into a relationship. Like, yeah. I love Justin. I, I don't think I've ever really loved anybody else. Uh, I, but I, our relationship is, a percentage of it is that we love each other. 
another percentage of it is that respect. we worked their respect, um, communication, like you said, uh, a lot of flexibility and mm-hmm. allowing another person to be a whole other person. You know, it takes a lot to make a relationship work. Yeah. It's work. It's work. It's work. And that, that, but it's not always hard work. No, it's not always if, hard work. Sometimes have... it is though. Yeah. It just depends on, and you're going to go through different stages, but it's like being honest through those stages, which I think is kind of like mm-hmm. what you're saying. Like you guys went through a stage where it was like, I don't think this is what we want. And then yeah. it's like being honest about that and figuring out a way that's a solution that maybe you don't want, but maybe you need. Another big one for us has been like allowing each other, like kind of losing the idea of what a re- we think a relationship is supposed to be, like mm-hmm. getting rid of preconceived notions because we're both kind of very individualistic. We're both, I hate the term my other half. I've hated it a very, very long time because I feel like that's problematic because, because like, you're you saying that be... you're only half of a person. Yeah, like you're not complete person. without yeah. another person. I don't think that's what a good relationship is, a good long-term relationship is. I think a good, healthy long-term relationship is two whole people coming together because they want to be together and because they enrich the other one's mm-hmm. lives, not because they complete lives. You'll be fucking fine. You know, like it might hurt and you could be sad and what, but you'll be fine if you don't have that I'm person. still my whole person. Yeah, that's. But so it's, it's, it's not necessarily you complete me. It's you're, you make me a better person. Yeah. Like you're, I am who I am, but you, you lift me up and I can be even better. Exactly. I, I just watched the Pamela Anderson documentary. She's huh. talking about her relationships and she's, she's had many. Yeah. She said that one thing she's always said to her, her partners is I don't need to be with you. I want to be with you. And I feel like that's something everybody should, you know, have some a dynamic that everybody should remember. Like you should want to be with the person you're with. It mm-hmm. shouldn't be a need. Yeah. And if it does get into need territory, you might need to figure out where you're going. But for us, we've both been single for long stretches of time. We're both very like whole people, do our own things, uh, can spend our whole lives alone and not give one shit about it. So it's like, I had to get away from the idea that we were doing something wrong Mm -hmm. by doing that and spending time apart and not like apart, like broken up, but like doing our own things more than some other couples do. Mm -hmm. So it's like not comparing yourself to other couples, I think is important. And that was something that I had to do. Because again, I was young. I got into relationships young. I didn't know what it looked like. Being, you know, whole people and having your relationship, whatever that means, and kind of navigating it, I think is an important thing for us that I would say for anybody to kind of keep in mind. You know, your relationship might not look like somebody else's relationship. And that's okay. As long as you're happy with it, your partner's happy with it, everybody's respected and everything's going well, that's okay. Like that, that's good. Yeah. So that was definitely something for us as well. Bouncing off what you said about like doing your own thing, like that's something I I learned was okay. Yeah. Like, well, because I mean, again, I was in relationships where I was cheated on. So like, I didn't want the other person to do things without me. Because it's like, what because are they doing? What are they doing? Why? The but reason, I yeah. but I trust Mike, and we do things by ourselves with other people, and it's okay. Yeah, exactly. And it's like I trust him. Like, I mean most of the people he hangs with out hangs out with are other guys yeah. are his guy um but i i have hung out with my guy friends before and he was fine if he and he's hung out with like our best friend melissa like nothing's ever gonna happen with that yeah like i trust him with that bob cheated on me with melissa you've said that i think yeah so like when i found out that mike 
was best friends with Melissa when we first got together. I was what like, a small world. Oh, geez. Weird. Even in that beginning relationship with him, I never thought anything, never crossed my mind because like just automatically with Mike, it was just a completely different person. Yeah. And compared to the relationships that I had before. And I just like immediately trusted him. Yeah. I think that that's fair. I think it's a trust lot of that. Trust is huge. Trust is huge. Trusting each other's experiences is mm-hmm. huge as well. Like, because what I mean is like, there are things that I might, you know, not on purpose, not the right thing, but like, I might knee jerk because like, I've been through some shit, mm-hmm. not always related to cheating, but that can be one thing. If you've had a relationship where you've been hurt, that can be another thing, yeah. emotionally, physically, whatever, you know? And it's, I think sometimes when we do that, the other person is like, why are you comparing me to a totally different person? But it's like, a lot of times it doesn't come from wanting to compare you. It's like, I'm trying to navigate my separate experiences and figure out what's different. Mm -hmm. And you have to realize if you're in a long-term relationship, unless you've been with somebody since you were in middle school and you guys have never touched another person. Crazy. Yeah. That's not not my experience. Not a lot of people's experience, right? So it's like, I think you have to be open to, we're all healing and figuring shit out and there's got to be some grace there it Mm -hmm. can't be you have to have your boundaries for sure but if you're going to be with just like you can't control another person you can't control how they're going to react to something yeah so it's like find a way to communicate once again communicate through those things and sometimes that's hard uh we still struggle with it some days you know but it's definitely better than it was when we first got together it's better than it's been in my past relationships so i think that's important too like you're gonna grow and change and heal through things Mm -hmm. and if you're going to support the other person through that, that's a two-way street sometimes. Yep. Yep. Just our trust for each other, our respect for each other. Yes. Our communication. Like, those are, like, the biggest things that really create this healthy long-term relationship. Yeah. I think the last thing that, for me, and that I would kind of caution people with is, like, we always hear stuff like opposites attract, or you hear that, like, you have to have things in common with the person that you're you're with. Like, finding things you have in common is, like, a big part of dating, right? It's Opposites like, attract, but likes adore. Yeah. That's the full phrase, by the way. <laughs> you always hit us with the full phrases. I love it. Mm. But, like, yeah, you always hear shit like that when yeah. you're dating. And it's hard to figure out what that really, like, looks like. Opposites can attract. Yeah. And you should have things in common. So you can do things together. Well, that, but also I think you should have the right things in common. I think Mm -hmm. we get caught up when we think of things in common of, like, really superficial things. Like, we both like hockey. Yeah. Do we like the same sports? Do we like the same music? Do Do we have the exact same, like, social gauge, like, what we're comfortable with socially? I feel like it's, like, our fundamental... Yeah. Things like, I mean, I don't want to get, like, political, but, like, political stance. Like, if you're going to have something completely opposite that's not gonna work out i think yeah i think one thing that i definitely learned from one semi-long-term relationship to the one that's like my my permanent Mm -hmm. is figuring out what matters to have in common like on paper justin and i have very little in common i mean we like some of the same music we you know we have some similar things but he's he's a stem guy i'm in arts and history and all that stuff he's you know really organized and really and i'm chaos on a stick like there's a lot of differences so on paper you'd be like wow you guys are total opposites but when it comes to our values and what we want out of life you know what our boundaries are and all those things future goals like 
we're on the same page. Yeah. So it's like that. Those are the things that we have in common. That I'm like, this is the shit that matters. Yeah. And I was, and that's for your relationship. Yes. That that's going to be different for, you. for everybody. Yeah. You know. So you have to figure out what that means to you. Like I had a relationship in the past that it was on paper we had a lot of superficial shit in common we like the same shows we like the same movies we like the same music but we had no commonality when it came to like living life yeah and clearly that shit didn't work out and it never would have well when religion was a big thing for me yeah um that was one of the things i wouldn't say disagreed on but he doesn't have any he's not sort. a religious guy. he's not a religious guy but he he would but he was still respectful yes and like he wouldn't go to church with me unless it was like an event that i wanted him to go to yeah um but back then like when we ended up breaking up like yeah like, i need... need more right and then i realized i didn't well and that's something you had to learn that's something i, you I had learned to it, and that's and that's when we had that conversation like things that we differed before before we get back together is that something that's going to be a problem and i realized no it's not going to be a problem just because I'm kind of growing in a different mindset of religion in general. Yeah. And, and regardless, even if I got super religious again, if that became a thing, he's still respectful of it. He was yeah. never not respectful of it. Right, exactly. And it's you also being respectful of him. Yeah. Like, different for every person. And that's something you just got to learn, right? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's that respect thing, you know? Yeah. And like do it well and it's it's having those conversations i think consistently throughout your relationship because yeah. again things change people change life changes what yeah. your life might look like in five years might change things totally communication communication baby. it's the biggest one it's the big one so moral of the story long-term relationships communicate all goes back to communication in our view in in one way or the other yeah because whether you're talking about your goals and what you what you see in your future and how they can be a part of that whether it's you have a problem and you need to talk about it if it's uh, some type of discussion to make things easier like it's always communication one way or the other like you have to talk about it you have to talk about it you have to interact on different levels you know you have to have different levels of communication different kinds of communication and you're going to have to have them all in a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the big one. That's that's our takeaway yeah. from 30 Dirty and Dying's season finale about long-term relationships, our month of love, communication is key. Yep. It, they're not fucking lying. And Mike gets mad at me when I don't text him back. Communi- because I'm not communicating well. Well, hey, to I'm each just, their own. I'm just not a texter. You're not. You're the worst at it uh it's okay it's fine i've 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 learned we're in a long-term relationship we are i've learned how you communicate Mm -hmm. which is not much (laughs) hey thanks for listening to the show so far this episode of 30 dirty and dying is almost over but fear not there's plenty more where this came from whether you need to catch up on a few episodes you miss or you want to revisit one of your favorites we got you covered and if you want to know what's coming up soon make sure you follow us on tiktok and instagram at three zero dirty and dying. Now don't go anywhere yet. Don't click off. Show's still going on. We're gonna finish strong. Let's get back into it. Long term relationship. It's not always who you're banging. Nope. Nope. Friendships too. Friendships too. Long term friendships. Which is what? oh man, we should have talked about that too. Well, hey, there's a season three coming. Oh. And maybe we will. We can talk about friendships because I've had some horrible ones i think it would be a good conversation to talk about like 
friendships, how to have a friendship as an adult, like, because oh, it changes. Yeah. Adult friendships are weird. No, it's a what? conversation, and we're going to have it. Yeah. We'll have it in season three. Yeah. We'll adult just, friendships, adult, or friendships in general. Yeah, we're going to talk about all kinds of things. Because I've had some awful ones. Yep. We've got all kinds of things to talk about. So, we'll be back for season three in just a couple of weeks here. I think we're going to have, what, like a two-week break? Something like that. Two-ish week break. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at 30dirtyanddying. And I will try word. my best to make more TikToks. You're the best. Clarissa, everyone, round of applause for Clarissa for literally doing everything because I'm a horrible person. I don't think you're a horrible person. I'm just not good with social media. I don't even post on my own. I know. I know. I, I got to learn how to post more on my own for the whole book thing. Yeah. So... But, like, I, it's just not, it's not, I don't think about it. I get it. It's it's really hard. And, like, I had one moment to capture, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> one mo- <laughs> one moment for the where I saw, I was driving, and I saw a truck that had a sticker on it that said, um, your mom was louder last night or something like that. And I wanted to take a video of it. And then have it come back to me and be like, but my mom's dead. I wish you would have. But I couldn't. I didn't act fast enough yeah. and it was gone. And I'm just like, well, that was my one chance. One moment to capture it or let it slip. And I let it slip. Let it slip. And like, I haven't thought about a single thing after that. <laughs> well, there's a lot coming in season three. Maybe some more social media from Courtney. Yeah, we got I'm going to try my best. That's my goal. I, we, got a lot of, we got a lot of goals. We've been, I feel like we've solidified that we're a real thing. Yeah, this we're, podcast is a real thing. This is a real, and it's still happening. We're in it for the long haul. I feel yeah, like. Are for we as long it? as long as we can, as long as we can. I'm so down. We're in it for the long haul. So I think I think in in the next season and in in the seasons after that, hopefully we can find a way to do all the things that come with like Actual a real podcast. Thing. So hopefully you guys are going to see maybe some some things like Patreon or some bonus content that we can kind of merch. Try to, merch. I think that's a big conversation we have to have um so we've got big dreams big plans big big dreams yeah lots of big dreams things i want to do someday do 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 big big dreams lots of big dreams big dreams are okay okay which (laughs) sissy's gonna love that okay it was her fifth grade graduation (laughs) hers not even mine Okay. I can sing so many songs of her fifth grade graduation. First Patreon bonus episode. <laughs> Me just reenacting my sister's fifth grade graduation. Well, I don't know if that's a great place to end the season on, but we've got a lot coming up is what we're trying to say. Yes. We've, got, we've, we've spent these first two seasons really finding our vibe, trying to solidify ourselves, seeing if you guys gave a shit and if we could continue to give a shit. And, and I think we're all George, giving shits. We've done it. And my Crohn's is given lots of shits. Yep. Crohn's content. I hope you like it because it's not going away, nope. unfortunately. And neither are we. Nope. So we will be back in a couple weeks for season three. Yeah. We will keep going. Your favorite six sad millennials are still here, still sick, still sad. But I've enjoyed season two. Looking forward to season three with you, Courtney, and with all of our 30 DNP fam. Yeah. So we love you guys. Thank you for all the support. Yes. Keep listening. I hope you guys keep listening because please. I would like to keep doing this. I would love to. And please stick with us. Rate, review, subscribe, share us, do all the things so we can keep going. And we will see you here in just a couple weeks. Yep. For it's season three of 30 Dirty and Dying. Bye.